Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the BMW Life. That's boss life, mom life, wife life. And I am your host, Serena Moore Thomas, destroyer of comfort zones, speaker, author, entrepreneur, homeschooling mama, yeah, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But guess what? I want to show you how to find your rhythm, how to discover your God-given purpose, and how to do this thing called life with less grind, girl, and more grace. I promise you, you are in for a treat. Grab your notebook, something to write with, and let's get into it. Well, I really think you're going to enjoy this episode as I'm speaking with you about um, walking with God, fulfilling the assignment, the thing that you are supposed to be doing um, and walking with him, not just one step at a time, but one yes at a time. I share some pretty personal things here and I really just pray that you are encouraged, inspired, empowered. Uh, I pray that the the words that um, that were given to me to speak in this episode um, will, will wake you up, stand you up, and point you up. So let's get into another episode on the BMW Life Podcast. Enjoy. Don't forget to leave a review. So in today's episode, I want to share with you an excerpt from my book, Water Walker. I think I've shared this probably a couple times so far on the podcast. And this is such a quick, powerful read. I'm telling you, it's less than 100 pages, y'all. It is just like me, short, dynamic, and to the point. So make sure you download your copy um, of the book today. It's available on, uh, on Amazon. The Kindle version is a little more interactive. I think we have videos and um, podcast episodes and things embedded in there. Um, I think there's even some worksheets and things in there. So um, download it today and and really take some time um, to sit with it, okay? I think you'll really, really enjoy it. So let's dive in. I'm gonna read from um, chapter two, which is entitled Willing to Stand Alone. Um, here, and here it goes. Anytime you decide to break away from the crowd and go against societal norms and walk by faith, you must be willing to stand alone. Please don't misunderstand me. I am not teaching a DIY do-it-yourself method. You will always need to create alliances, initiate partnerships, and collaborate with others. However, even in those instances, you always, you also, I'm sorry, have to be so committed to the work God is giving you to do that you refuse to abandon it, even when others don't agree. Faith will make you strong, not comfortable. You must be willing to stand firm and stand alone if standing alone is what it takes. In the Old Testament, God gave Nehemiah an assignment to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Nehemiah was so committed to doing this great work that he refused, even in the face of opposition, 
threats, and acts of intimidation to let anything or anyone distract him from his greater purpose. Nehemiah and his men worked with their tools in one hand and their weapons in another. They were ready and willing to build, and they were ready and willing to fight if necessary. He had a goal, a plan, and a word from God. He refused to abandon his work no matter the circumstances. Not everyone can go where you're going because not everyone can see what you're seeing. You won't always have the support, applause, and understanding of the people around you. And that's okay. Am I now trying to, well, this is Galatians 1.10. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Some of the most unfruitful years of my life were the seasons when I allowed the opinions of others to distract me from the work that I am called to do. Unlike Nehemiah, I wasted too much time trying to explain myself while convincing others to believe what I believed. This inevitably opened the doors of doubt and unbelief in my life. I soon found myself in a constant cycle of not only second-guessing myself, but my God. Despite my best efforts, I was never able to please everyone. Seeking to please people is not altogether bad. People-pleasing becomes a problem when your desire to please others outweighs your desire to please God. In order to please God and accomplish the work that he has given you to do, you must be willing to stand alone. And I read this and I actually shared this with a group of entrepreneurs um, a few weeks ago. And we talked about um, following God and walking with God, not just one step at a time, but one yes at a time. Um, and that's what it's going to take in this season. You can no longer um, wait for the perfect conditions in order to move. You can certainly not wait for the stars to align and the things to all work together and look like they're ready to receive you and uh, wait for the applause of people and all of that because truth of the matter is that may never happen that may never happen right you may never get the approval that you might be longing for or the applause or the or the support so you have to be willing to walk with God one yes at a time and let me say this my yes of yesterday is what has me where I am today my yes of yesterday is what has me in the place that I am in today. Um, I share with most of you that I have, um, we, my family and I have relocated to, uh, to Florida. And um, at first I was saying, you know, we moved, we moved, we're moving. Um, and then God began to reveal that this is not a move. Um, this wasn't a move. It was an uprooting. He was uprooting my entire family. Um, in fact, uh, what's that? Four generations. So my mom, myself, my daughter and my daughter's daughter. Um, and of course, all the kids and the husband. Right. So four whole gen- He's uprooted us for his purpose to be replanted in a place where he can get the glory out of our lives. Like I am totally 
completely convinced of that. Um, I, I used to have a garden. I explained it this way. Uh, I used to have a garden in my um, in my backyard. We started it when we were doing homeschooling um, at home, right? So, um, and I'm saying home like PA home. Um, so. We, we started this garden, so we were buying seeds, and we didn't know what we were doing. We were just growing stuff, and um, and it ended up working, right? So we had some tomatoes, and we grew lettuce, and uh, string beans, and um, uh, what else did we have? Watermelon. So I remember when we got the watermelon seed. It came in one of those little Target $3 starter packs, right? And it's a little tiny um, biodegradable uh, container. And you put the seed in and it grows a couple inches and then you transplant it, right? Um, so you take it out of the, the small little cup and you put it into something something bigger. Well, we did that, right? And the watermelon started to grow. Um, and so what happened was I transplanted it out of the small little cup and I put it into like a much bigger pot. Right. Uh, because we were using pallets and trying to uh, guard against the squirrels. Um, very disrespectful. The squirrels are very disrespectful. Um, we were guarding against the squirrels and the rabbits. So we were building in like um, raised pallets. Right. But the watermelon I put in this like big pot that I found. And um, so the, the watermelon vine started to uh, started to come out, right? And I realized that my tomatoes and my watermelon shouldn't be close to each other because they start wrapping vines around each other. Um, it's amazing uh, what you learn when you're, <laughs> when you're doing um, gardening. But listen, this, I have a point here, I promise. So the watermelon um, vine was growing and then we started to see the little balls right so they were like small like little grapes and then it got bigger like plums and um, then it got even a little bit bigger more like a grapefruit right and I remember um, seeing it was like two or three now on the vine and the vine is on the on the ground well outside of the pot but we, we gave it room so um, it, it was growing and then it got to about the size of maybe a little bit smaller than a grapefruit right and for weeks it was the same size then a month it was the same size like nothing was happening and so I didn't know you know what what was going on and I remember my grandma she asked me well what kind of seed was it was it is it the I think she said the sugar watermelon you know those are smaller and I was like no 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 it's a full-size seed it's the it's the seed for the full-size <laughs> watermelon right and she said well baby you need them those vines need room to run right so you got you the vines need room to run and my grandmom's real country and so I said okay well I took a picture of my plant and I posted it in a um, group that I'm a part of on social media on Facebook they have a group for growing food like the grow food social or something like that and so I took a picture and I posed the question to the group of professionals that grow food and I said um, can somebody tell me you know why my watermelon is not growing like it was doing really, really good. What's happening? And the response, I'm going to summarize what the response was. <clears throat> but basically, the person that responded to me said this. He said, well, you transplanted it and you put it into a bigger pot. But what you need to do is you're going to have to put it in the ground because the roots need room to the, the roots need room to expand and the vine needs room to run. 
right? The roots need to go deeper and the vines need to need room to 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 run or to to expand, to grow out. And I said, wow, he said, so the only reason why it's still that size is because the container you have it in is not conducive to producing the watermelon at full measure. It's only going to, it can't outgrow the space that it has to grow in. So your container is what's limiting the growth of your watermelon. I hope y'all hear me today. Um, If you got ears to hear, I hope you hear what I'm saying. So here's, here's, Here's what I'm telling you. Um, my move, and many of you, because God has called you to do some things, probably, um, I'm most certain of, that you should be doing. Um, and, and when God called me to move, he showed me that picture vividly. He said, Serena, this is a tra- I'm transplanting, uprooting you. I'm putting you in deeper ground for your roots need to go deeper and your vines need room to run. This is what's happening, not just in me, in my family, in each and every family member. Do you understand? And sometimes we're so committed to the small container and we have a whole full-size watermelon size uh, um, dream and goal and vision right we got the full-size vision but we have limited ourselves to the smaller container and we're wondering why we're not advancing the way that we need to be advancing and it's because of where you are is too small Serena Um, That was a prophetic word spoken to me years ago and I did not get it. I did not understand it. And God made it very, very clear um, to me where you are is too small. And so here's the deal. When you decide that you are going to um, allow God to have full expression um, in your life, when you decide that you are going to live in full measure, um, when you decide that you want the full size watermelon, because that's the seed you planted and you're not going to settle for the grapefruit size, right? Um, when you decide to do that, there is this, this, this level of standing alone you must be willing to do. You must be so committed like Nehemiah to doing what God has called you to do. That you don't allow anybody to deter you. And I've told you this before, certainly on this podcast. And so I want you to evaluate Maybe where you are is too small. Maybe you are not growing at the capacity, too full capacity because of the environment where you are. The thinking is too small. Uh Uh-oh. The space is too small. (laughs) The thing is too small. Right. And so when you start walking with God and walking with him one yes at a time, he starts to open up doors. Right. He starts to um, make things clear for you. Um, I talked to the to, to the group. Um, in addition to talking about one yes at a time, we also talked about setting God sized goals. God sized goals are the kinds of things that only God it, it can only happen if God helps me do it. Right. So sometimes we limit even ourselves. Right. We limit ourselves 
themselves to doing this small thing. I'm just going to, you know, 100 people to do. You can do that in your sleep for real if you just put your mind to it and commit, right? But what what God-sized goals? I'm talking about the stuff that it takes faith to accomplish. I'm talking about the stuff that only God can accomplish through you, right? That what where, where are your God-sized <laughs> goals, right? Um, Because when you start um, thinking bigger, when you start pulling on God for more in that way, right? And your faith, you start putting a demand on your faith. Like I gotta, this can only be accomplished by faith. I don't have the resource, the money, the thing, the nothing. I just, I know I need God in order to accomplish this. Where's that? Where's that thing? Because when you start putting demands at a high level, revelation comes at a high level. Strategy comes at a higher level. Ideas come at a higher level. And of course, sacrifice comes at a higher level. Right? Nehemiah could have said in the Bible, he could have said, you know, Jerusalem is in, is in, is in ruins and we need to just go, go, go clean it up. <laughs> we need to just go clean it. You know, since it's gone, we need to just clean it and at least make it neat and we, we, we will remember it always. He said, no, we got to go rebuild. We have to rebuild the, 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 the waste places. We got to rebuild. Right? But it took God to do it. And because the because the, the the burden was a rebuild, it caused the king to to, to give favor, right? To write him letters, receive him, give him all the tools he needs, give him all the things that he requires so that the rebuild can happen. So put a demand on your faith. Walk with God one yes at a time. I say yes to writing a book that I felt totally unqualified to write. Totally. In fact, when it was time, when, when God was telling me to do it, I was po- literally pointing at other people like, God, now I know she should be writing a book or she got a book in her. What about him? Like, you know, like I was literally looking at other people that I know for sure could write circles around me. So I was looking at myself like, that's not my thing. I don't write. I speak. I don't want to write. But guess what? I did it. One yes at a time. One yes at a time. And because I said yes to writing a book that I felt totally unqualified to write, it opened up new doors. My current mentor now, our connection would have never been necessary had I not written the book. Because he sat with me and helped me put it together. I met my coach because... I was at a speaking engagement, speaking about the book in North Carolina. I would have never had a reason to be there had I not written the book. I came to Florida a year ago because God opened up an opportunity for me to do a water walker symposium. At my now at my now current church home in Florida. The people that I met, the things that I was exposed to, the stuff God showed me, all of it, none of it would have been necessary had I not said yes when I said yes. That one yes has been opening door after door. Now, please understand, my yes didn't start with the book. My yes started when I told the Lord that I'll give him my whole life in exchange for the life that he died that I might have. That was my first yes. 
right? My yes, my first yes was yes to salvation. Yes to, yes to his will and not my will. Yes to giving up a, a life of sin to embrace a life in Christ. That was my first yes. Then it was yes, I lead a job. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how we're going to make it. I don't know what I'm going to do about these kids that I have right now. I'm a single mom. You know, we got bills to pay and all that. But yes, I'll go. My family's not going to understand this next decision, God. But if you're telling me to leave, I'm willing to leave. I will stand alone if that's what I got to do. Yes, I will leave that business. Yes, God, I'll go wherever you say go. I'll go because I have some promises. You'll never leave me nor forsake me. You're with me all the time. Your hand is always upon me. Your eyes never take their you never take your eyes off of me. The righteous have never been forsaken. They're seed begging bread. Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Like I, I have some promises, so I'm willing to go with you. Do you understand what I mean? And so you got to learn how to say yes. And you have to walk one yes at a time. And be prepared (laughs) to stand alone. If standing alone is what it takes. I can't even tell you the kind of straight up hate. (laughs) Just hating um, that has happened since my family is relocated. I, I just, I can't even, I can't even describe the level of, um, honestly disappointment I felt from people that I really, really, um, either admired, looked up to, um, um, or just, you know, who, who whose opinions I, I valued. Not the first time, it won't be the last. My life is a series of unpopular decisions. And there's a consistent theme. He won't let me fall. (laughs) And he never lets me down. And every time I say yes, he blows my mind. And every time I make an unpopular decision, he's with me. It was unpopular for me to walk away from a uh, a salary job with with two year two year old twin babies, and I'm what nineteen twenty. That was unpopular. It was unpopular for me to leave my family the family business. It was unpopular. It was unpopular for for some people for me to marry the man I married. That was unpopular. It was unpopular for me to homeschool my children. Unpopular. (laughs) It's unpopular for me to do half the things that I do. And I'm not looking for the popular vote. Now that wasn't always the case. That's why I'm sharing that with you. Because I didn't always understand this. I wasn't always secure in who God has created me to be. I was trying to be a version of me that was acceptable to the crowd. But no longer, no longer. Because I have to make a choice. I got to choose who I'm going to serve. I got to choose who I want to please. I have to choose. And so it's so much more important to me to please God 
and to do what God has called me to do. Because guess what? He's the only one with 100% of the facts about my life. He's the only one that knows the end from the beginning. He's the only one that sees all, knows all. He's the only one. And so I stopped making people to focus. Stop trying to get people to, to convince people that I'm doing the right thing. Stop trying to convince people that I've heard from God. Let that go. I let that go. And God will have full expression in my life, in my family, in my business. Full expression, whatever he wants to do. Because I'm willing to stand alone if that's what it takes. And of course, in the book, we go in that particular chapter, we go into Peter's position because we're talking about Peter getting out of the boat. Right? Peter was willing to stand alone. He's not the only one in the boat, but he is the only one that asked to come on out there to where Jesus was. And so you must be willing. You must be willing to stand alone. And here, here's the other thing, and I'll leave you with this. The only people that, and this is what, this is what I've, I've, I know to be true at this point. I, I've realized that I was looking for the approval from people on a, on, on, on the lowest pop, on the lowest possible level, like people who are not integral with their own words, people who are not moving, who are not growing, who are just existing. Right. And, and it, it's kind of crazy, but, um, so I was, I was looking for approval down here down down there which is nuts because the reason why I feel the rejection that I feel is because I don't belong I don't even fit down there I'm I'm supposed to come up higher it's it's like an eagle chilling in the city under the subway with a bunch of pigeons eventually the pigeons are going to be like get out of here and okay, so imagine the ego like, well, I just want to hang out with you guys, but I want you to like me too. Well, what are you guys up to? What do you do all day? <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine an eagle just come down low, just go hang out with the pigeons and <laughs> just under the subway when you have the ability to soar far above every other bird, <laughs> right? Imagine that. You can soar and glide and do what other birds can't even do. But you're settling to, to eat under the subway with the pigeons. And now you mad because they won't accept you. It's because you don't belong there. You look out of place. You sound out of place. You feel out of place because you are out of place. There's a big old open sky. Those pigeons have decided to stay under the sub in, in the subway. <laughs> you know do you understand what i'm saying so there's more in you so don't be a don't don't be afraid don't be afraid to bust a move do you hear me everybody can't go to the next level you have to be willing to let go of what was so you can fully embrace what's to come your next level loves you 
I ain't never seen an ego hating on another ego. We up here together. You can do what I can do. It's all good. There's no competition. Do you understand? So I am um off of my soapbox now, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I, I, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you take some time to really evaluate um, the results that you're getting, right? And, may, and, and, and look at it. Maybe where you are is too small. What's the thing you've been called to do that you've been avoiding? Because of people. What is it? Well, that's all that I have for you today. I pray <laughs> that something has been said um, today to really encourage, empower, inspire you. Um, we have our Water Walker uh, VIP community. If you are interested in learning more, um, it, this is the place where you get coaching and community and, um, of course, accountability. And I believe that those are three key ingredients to helping you advance in the things that God has called you to do. And so if you want to um, uh, learn more about that, you can go on over to iwalkonwater.net. You see there, I told you you were in for a treat. Is that incredible or what? I am sure that there was something said today that has you really, really thinking. And here's the deal. You can head right over to my website and I have so many good things for you, like specifically for you. Uh, we have a community of like-minded, faith-focused individuals that are ready to wrap their arms around you and welcome you. And I mean, we have freebies and goodies and all kinds of things. So head on over to serenathomas.com and that's where you can continue this conversation with us and really engage further, okay? And then also, if you are listening to this podcast today and you are like, girl, this is exactly what I needed. I need to know that. Okay, so send me a message. Certainly head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Make sure that you are subscribed or following this channel so that you're the first to know when new episodes are loaded. I'm so glad you took the time to join us. And listen, don't be stingy. I know you have a family, friend, or follower that needs this today. So take a screenshot, post it, girl, or just share it. But I enjoyed every moment of it, and I can't wait to connect with you again next week on the BMW Life Podcast. Talk to you soon.